Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to the following message provided by Renew Church. We pray that this message will be a blessing and encouragement for you. For more information about our church, please visit www.renew.miami. Well, let me ask you this, and I ask it every week. How's everybody doing today? Yes, thank you. You queued up pretty well. You guys are, uh, are ready to bust a move. Are you all ready to bust a move today? Last week, we had a really fun time with uh, Pastor Ricardo. You guys, some of you didn't know that this guy had skills, that he knew some 1987 breakdance hip-hop moves. And uh, man, if he's in here, I don't know if he's in here, but let's give Pastor Ricardo a round of applause. It takes a lot to do that. So, you guys, I I told you that there's going to be something special this week. There's going to be something special again next week. Um, We've got different people that are going to be contestants. You guys want to see somebody else bust a move today? Let's try. Let me try it again. All together, I'm going to ask you all together because um, I I want to know, and and she needs to know that you want her to uh, to to bust a move. You guys want to see somebody else bust a move today? So, come on, Irene, come on down. want to see me do that? (laughs) Now you're excited. Now you're excited. Nope, don't play that music. Keep that music off. Wow. Irene, that was amazing. You're very talented. Your daughter said, yeah, your daughter said you're semi-professional and she was right. You are. You definitely know how to make your, you know, your feet move in ways that I don't even, I look down and I'm like, what do I do next? That was good. That was really, really good. I hope that you come back next week. It's going to be fun, all right? Don't miss out. Next week's going to be good. Invite a friend for it. So it's not just about, you know, dance parties and stuff like that. Bust a move is, is not about, um, you know, what we joked about with Pastor Ricardo busting a hip. We're really wanting God to bust a move. <laughs> we want God to bust a move in our lives. Like, we, we uh, want this to be um, kind of the, the call of God for the church today, is that that there would be a move of God, that, that God would do something in our hearts and in our lives, and, and that there would be something happening even in 2022. After 22 months of pandemic, that we could say, God, you're going to do something new, that you're up to something, and uh, we're going to be a part of it. That we're no longer going to play the, the play it safe two-step, just to pretend like we're in the dance, just to pretend like we're doing something just so everybody doesn't look at us because we're not, and instead start doing something, getting out on the dance floor like my friend Irene, getting out on the dance floor like my, my pastor Ricardo and, and different ones and saying, you know what, I don't care what anybody else does, I'm going to bust a move. You know, uh, this, this weekend marks a, a, a historic day in, in our nation and it's a, a time in which we, 
We remember um, especially the civil rights movement and, and a man that, that made a huge impact. He busted a move in the civil rights movement. His name was Dr. Martin Luther King. And, uh, you know, he um, was, when he was only 33 years old, he, uh, or maybe it was 34, he, he had this speech that all of you, I'm sure, have heard, or at least excerpts of this. And as he sta- stood there in the, our nation's capital, he shared this vision of a dream. He said, I have a dream of what God could do and what God wants to do in our nation, that there would be equality among the people of God, not just, uh, not just white people and black people and Hispanic people and just different, but that, that there would be this equality amongst the races. And he helped the civil rights movement end legal segregation of African Americans before his assassination in 1968. Uh, he died at only... Uh, 39 years old, but he died with a cause that uh, has changed, forever changed, the history of our nation. And we honor that, and we remember that. And, and, and I had a quote that I found this week that I wanted to share with you that I thought was fitting for Bust a Move, and this is it. If you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Let me say that again. If you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But by all means, keep moving. In other words, don't stand still. Stop standing still. Stop pretending like this is okay when it's not. And I can see Dr. King standing before a congregation of people, whether it was in a a, a city uh, gathering or even in a church sanctuary. I can see him standing and telling these people, you've got to do something. You've got to bust a move. I said this last week, but as Christians, we play it way too safe. The play it safe two-step is something that, that is just to kind of keep us in the dance, but it's not what God really wants for us. It's not everything that God has for each and every single one of you. Um, instead, God wants us to, to bust a move. And here's the thing, many of us are waiting, if you're taking notes, this is in your worship guide, if many are waiting on a move of God when all along God is waiting on them to move. Many are waiting on a move of God when all along God is is waiting on them to move. And I'm going to take you our text to Exodus uh, for the beginning of the opening of this message, and then we'll we'll wrap up in the New Testament. But this this text that I'm going to be pulling up this, this morning is Exodus chapter 14. And just to give you a little bit of context of it, here's the Egyptian people. This is Pharaoh and the Egyptians, and, and they are ruling over, and it's kind of fitting that we used a, a Dr. Martin Luther King quote, because the people of God, the Israelites, Abraham's uh, descendants, they were in slavery. And Moses became kind of their Martin Luther King. Moses was the one that went to Pharaoh and said, let my people go. And he used many convincing things to try to get Pharaoh and, and uh, the Egyptians to let this nation, two million people, be set free to go into their own land, the land of milk and honey, the promised land. And so uh, I'm going to read this text to you, and, and then you can, um, I'll, 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 let me just read it, and then you'll, you'll see what it is. When word reached the king of Egypt that the Israelites had fled, Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds and said, what have we done letting all those Israelite slaves get away, they asked. So Pharaoh harnessed his chariot and called up his troops, and he took with him 600 of Egypt's best chariots, along with the rest of the chariots of Egypt, each with its commander. And the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, so that he chased after the people of Israel who had left with fists raised in defiance. 
the Egyptians chased after them with all the forces in Pharaoh's army and all of his horses and chariots, his charioteers and his troops. The Egyptians caught up with the people of Israel as they were camped beside the shore near Piharoth across from Baal-Zephon. So can you picture this? They've been in slavery for, for hundreds of years. They've been in this position where uh, they feel like God has forgotten about them because how can God's chosen people be slaves? And yet God hears their voice, God hears their cry, he sends them a leader, it's Moses, and Moses helps to deliver them out of slavery from Pharaoh. But like within days of when Pharaoh says, uh, go, get out of my sight, he has a change of heart, he has a change of mind, and he realizes that he just lost his labor force. He realized that all of a sudden they're going to have to start paying for people to build their, their infrastructures and their pyramids or whatever they were doing at the time. And he said, what did I do? He came to his senses and so did all the Egyptians and they chased after the Israelites. So can you see it? Can you imagine this for a minute? Here's the people of God. They just got set free. And then just a few days later, they're looking behind them. And here comes the Egyptians ready to slaughter them. And in front of them is the Red Sea. And they're like, why did you bring us here? I'll pick up at verse 10. As Pharaoh approached, the people of Israel looked up and they panicked when they saw the Egyptians overtaking them. I bet you would panic too. And they cried out to the Lord and they said, Moses, why did you bring us up out here to die in the wilderness? Weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? You hear the sarcasm in their voice. What have you done to us? Why did you make us leave Egypt? Didn't we tell you this would happen while we were still in Egypt? We said, leave us alone. Let us be slaves to the Egyptians. It's better to be a slave in Egypt than a corpse in the wilderness. And there are people that think that every single day. There are people that live that right now. They're slaves to whatever they do, and they think, you know what? I'd rather just be a slave to my life than bust a move and, and take the risk that comes with doing whatever it is that God's calling you to do. And they said, it's better to be a slave in Egypt than a corpse in the wilderness. But Moses told the people, don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The Egyptians you see today will never be seen again. Amen? The Lord himself will fight for you. Only stay calm. Just stay calm. And then here's the key verse for my message today. There's many key verses, and I could, I could preach a series just on these chapters right here, but I want you to get this, verse 15. Then the Lord said to him, uh, to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. So here comes Moses. Moses is like, he's like their Martin Luther King. This is just the way I'm envisioning this. And he's like telling them and leading them and calling them. And, and they're crying out and they're saying, we would have better off been slaughtered in Egypt. I mean, slaves in Egypt and slaughtered in the wilderness. It would have been better for us to, to stay back there and work. At least we would have had a roof over our heads and lived a life. Then be slaughtered out here in the wilderness, in the desert. And Moses is like, no, 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 just, just chill out. So here they are, they're behind him, and they're like, just, just everything's going to be okay. But then he's like, hey, God, everything going to be okay? You know, I, I mean, it's like this, this mediator between the people and God. And God is like, hey, why are you crying out to me? Tell these people to get moving. And maybe God is telling you to get moving today. Amen? you don't like where you're at it's time to bust a move even if you like where you're at maybe it's time to bust a move if it's not helping 
your situation or your circumstances. Maybe there's something you need to do in your life that you don't feel really comfortable with, but God is calling you to do it. This is, my message is get moving. And this message, I'm going to move to the New Testament. I'm going to give you four ways to get moving practically today. All right? So um, here's, here's the first way. Number one, number one, take some lessons. Take some lessons. When it comes to your faith, when it comes to, to uh, stepping out and being everything that God has called you to be, to get on the dance floor, not just to play it safe in the two-step, but to really get out there and do something, the first thing you got to do, you don't want to do it and look like a fool like I would if I would have done what Irene just did. Like, don't do that. The first thing I would do is I would call neighbor and his wife, Irene, and I would say, hey, listen, can you give me and my wife some salsa lessons? And they would probably say, yeah, it's 100 bucks an hour because you're so, you know, gringo that you couldn't even dance. Uh, but take some lessons. Take some lessons. Philippians chapter 3, verse 17 says, join together in following my example, brothers and sisters, and just as you have, have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. The first thing you've got to do is you've got to take some lessons. You've got to take some lessons. You know, when I first started pastoring uh, my first church some 10 years ago or so, my first church I pastored for like six, seven years, and, and then uh, I, I, I've been leading Renew Church for three years. We're turning three on January 30th. That's pretty exciting. We're going to celebrate big. I hope that you come. Yeah, for sure. Invite people to our birthday, please. Tell people to come to our birthday. It's going to be a big day, special day in the life of our church. But I didn't know what I, what I didn't know when I was pastoring my first congregation. And I've learned so much in the last two years of ministry that in spite of COVID, like in spite of COVID, so the first year of Renew Church, I, I still didn't know what I didn't know. There was a lot of things that I didn't understand. But in the last two years, I started taking lessons. I started learning from some people that, have gone a little bit further than me and have grown a little bit more than me. And in the last two years as a church, we've grown by 57% in spite of COVID. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, you should clap for that. You should clap for that. And how did we do that? By intentionally spending time with and learning from and, and, and taking notes and, and changing the way we do ministry to try to reach more and more people for the gospel. Like, when I was a pastor at this other congregation, at this other church, I mean, I knew how to marry and bury and baptize and dedicate. I knew how to, to anoint with oil and, and offer or, or uh, you know, uh, do communion. I knew how to do all of those things. I was, I was a pastor. I knew how to preach. And, and there were things that I, I was trained up to do. But when it came to, like, why does our church not grow? Why do new people never come? Why, why are we not like seeing more people come to Christ? I didn't know what I didn't know. Until I started talking to and hanging around with and, and being with certain people that could give me lessons and say, listen, everything you're doing here is great, but what you're doing over here is not going to work at all. You're trying to reach the community, but you're, you're focused inward, and you've got to figure out how to focus outward. You've got to figure out how to be a pastor, not just to the people inside the four walls, but to the people outside these four walls, all around this neighborhood. And God has used these people, these men and women, to, to train me and teach me. And I've been taking lessons from some people and, and, and making those kind of necessary changes. If you want to bust a move, don't just get out there and look like a fool and, and then everybody say, wow, that was dumb. Like, what if I was to, to say, 
you know what, this is what I think we're going to do. I think, you know, we're going to host some big, like, conference, and we're expecting 50,000 people to come, and like 50 people come. That, that, that's not busting a move, that's busting a hip. That's looking like an idiot. You know what I'm saying? Like, you literally have to know, like, how big you are, like, for your britches and, and what you can do and what you need to do. And there are some people that can walk with you, that can guide you. And the same thing happens in your faith journey. If you're not where you need to be yet, don't just go out and make a fool of yourself. Don't just go out and do something crazy. Like, literally say, okay, um, let, let me take the, the right steps. Let me take the right strategy. Let me learn from some people that, that I can kind of bounce this off of. What do you think if we do a, a, a big Christmas program and we open a third service and, and, and have some events around here and bring a you know, big dramatic presentation and everything like that, and all of a sudden we had 400 people on a weekend, which is unheard of for our three-year-old congregation. Amen? These kind of things are, are things that we do, but we don't do them uh, foolishly or, or on our own. The second thing is, is if you want to bust a move, find your rhythm and practice. Find your rhythm, and I said that, like, I, I want to say that properly. I want to I wanna use that the, the right way. What I'm trying to say is find your rhythm and practice is what I want to say. So what do I mean by that? Philippians chapter 4 says, Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Today I want to talk to you for another moment about disciplines. And the disciplines in your life, that will help you to bust a move uh, in, in whatever it is that God's calling you to step out in. So here's some of the disciplines that I practice at, in my life. I start the day in the Word of God. I start the day with coffee and the Word of God. It usually, it, you know, I hit that little coffee button and it starts brewing immediately. And, and, uh, and, and then the Word of God is, is shortly followed thereafter with prayer, worship, very simple journaling and and uh, these things that have become a part of my rhythm every day. I found a rhythm and I practice. And, and four days a week, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, um, I go and I exercise. And I go to this place where I can get alone and I, I do, you know, these little run things that I do, these little interval running. And, and while I'm doing that, I'm also uh, listening to worship music. And that's just a part of my rhythm every week, four days a week. I found my rhythm and I'm, I'm practicing this. And then when I come back, I, I get ready for the day. And as I'm shaving and brushing my teeth and in the shower, all of this time during that 20-some minutes of getting ready for the day, while I'm in the bathroom, I have a preacher that I listen to every day, Monday through Friday. I listen to the same preacher. So for 20 minutes and maybe if he preaches for an hour, it takes me you know, three days to listen to a whole sermon. But I don't continue to listen to him into the rest of the day because that's not in my rhythm. My rhythm is... While I'm in the shower, while I'm getting dressed, I put him on on my Spotify and I listen to him as I'm preparing for the day. When I'm done, I'm done and that's my rhythm. But I found my rhythm and I practice that. You know, I, I grew up 30 years ago coming down the stairs as a 12-year-old kid. I, I, I grew up coming downstairs and seeing my dad in the corner of our living room and in his chair and I can see it like as if it was yesterday on 45th Street where we lived and I would walk down the steps and there as I come down where the, 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 the living room opened and there's my dad every morning, every morning doing that very same thing that I'm doing 30 years later in the word, making notes, in prayer, hearing from God and talking to God. 
And so all of a sudden, the lessons that I learned from my dad and the lessons that I watched my dad do, all of a sudden, that's the same thing that I'm doing 30 years later. I'm putting them into practice. I'm putting his rhythm into my life. For some of you, that's, that's perfect. But others of you, you're not a morning person. For others of you, you couldn't do that. But you, you can do it at night. You can, you know, stay up past midnight. I, past 9.30 at night, I'm like zero value. You know, literally, don't even try to talk to me about anything, you know, sensible after 9.30 at night. But whatever the time is, maybe it's midday, morning or night, but find your rhythm in practice. If you want to bust a move in your life, find your rhythm in practice. The third one is, is take a risk. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 27 says, but God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. I'd need you to get this, that there are some things that people have said about me that like, are you crazy? Are you stupid? Like, what, what kind of guy leaves a church and, and takes a 40% pay cut to go plant a church that he doesn't even know if it's going to make it past 12 months? Meeting in a school, setting up and tearing down every single Sunday, and then all of a sudden COVID hits, and these people are like, told him. But yet, here we are today. Amen? Amen. I could have stayed where I was. I could have stayed comfortable in my place. I could have done the things that I've always done, but then I would have just been doing the play it safe two-step. Trying to move my hands at the same time. I can't do it. I, I, I can't talk, dance, anything like that. That's all you get. Sorry, heck. But that's what I, that's what I could have done, and it would have been easy, and it would have been comfortable, but God said, take the risk. I didn't take it lightly. I didn't consider it without a lot of prayer and fasting and sabbatical and all of these things that I did to make sure that this is what God had of me. But before I busted a move, I said, this is, God, is this of you? And then I took the risk. My family took the risk with me, and many of you have taken that very same risk with you. I'd rather be a fool for Jesus than let the world make a fool out of me. Amen? Amen. Here's your final point. Here's your final point, and this is it. If, if you want to uh, bust a move, if you want to get moving, Remember what Martin Luther King said, if you can't fly, run, run, if you can't run, walk, if you can't walk, then crawl, by all means, by whatever means, somehow, keep moving. Here's the thing, though, if you're not moving with the right partner, it's time to switch partners. This is the fourth thing, because some of you, you're doing the dance, and you know how to do it better than, than anybody, but yet you have the wrong partner. And it's time that God would put you in the right path. And I'm not talking marriage. I hope it, nobody interprets this like, should I be divorcing my husband? No. I'll get to this. 2 Corinthians 6 says, don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? And how can light live with darkness? You know, my dad, as a, as a kid, he would say this all the time. He would say, don't associate with idlers. I think it was at a time in my life when that's all I ever associated with was idlers. So, so he kind of like translated this verse to say, you know, don't be partners with these kind of people. Stop doing that. Change partners. Live in, live in a different group of friends. Hang around other types of people. Here's what I'm trying to say. This is a quote that I found this week. Before I met Jesus, I loved to dance. Before I let, met Jesus, I loved to dance, to dance. When I got saved, I didn't stop dancing. I just switched partners. Amen? 
It's, if you love to dance, keep dancing, but you need to switch partners. You need to figure out who it is that you're associating with. I've said it many times in the past, but consider who your Friday night crowd is. Consider who the people you give your best to. I'm not talking about, and, and Sundays may be for some of you, some of your best, but you know Friday's a big night, and you don't give it up for nothing. You know Saturday's a big night, you don't give it up for nothing. Monday maybe, Tuesday maybe, but literally, who do you hang around with on Friday nights? Think about your friends. What kind of partnership is it? Are they bringing you up? Are they tearing you down? If they're not lifting you up, it's time to switch partners. If you're married to one of those, then you're, you, you're kind of there. That's who you're with. But let's minister to them and pray for them and see what God can do to change their heart and life. Amen. So today I, I decided I wanted to have some people help me kind of preach this message and wrap up and conclude this with some, um, some testimonials of some people that have busted a move, that are busting a move right now, and that are uh, kind of like finding some, some new partners. So I'm going to invite um, Benny and uh, Patty. And uh, do we have, is Alvaro in the room? Alvaro, I'm going to invite Alvaro to make his way up here. And uh, I'm going to have you guys join me on the stage for just a minute. And, and uh, as you guys come up here, um, I just have a couple of questions that I'm going to ask of you guys. So um, first question is, and, and uh, we'll let ladies be first. So Patty, you'll be first. But um, the, the first question is, uh, what is the first question? What small group are you in and how has it helped you? So, well, good, Patty, you go first. Good morning. I joined the young adults group, and I jokingly slid in there. You know, no one carded me, so I, I'm thankful for that. Um, but, I mean, later on, you know, some people closer to my age joined. Uh, and it's been amazing. I, I came to Renew looking for community, and I came in the middle of Zoom small group season. Yeah. And, and I was like, oh, okay, Jesus. I, didn't, I joined but never showed up. <laughs> and then summer, they started, no, not summer, fall, they started with in-person. And I signed up and I was like, please, no one asked me for my ID. And <laughs> I was nervous. She's not that old. She keeps I'm not, making jokes. I'm not. I'm not. I'm <laughs> really not. Um, but but I, I was nervous and God just said, like, just show up. And I... Even the days that I haven't wanted to go, God has been so faithful and kind that, like, he'll minister to me through, you know, the struggles of someone else in the group or, or the, the faithfulness in, in their prayer life or their walk with, with God just kind of, like, inspires me to, like, get back up and be like, okay, 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 I could do this, That's I could do this. So it's been amazing. Praise God. Benny, can you answer that same question? Yes. Uh, morning. How's everybody doing today? Hey, uh, so uh, I, I've been going to the men's group, and thank you, Oben. Uh, <laughs> I, I can tell you uh, that uh, it's hard to believe that uh, I was one of the people that just came, and I wanted to come in and out, and uh, I didn't want to do anything. I wanted to stay in my own lane, stay quiet, which obviously is... 1,000% the complete opposite of what I'm doing now. <laughs> um, and uh, I was looking for a church uh, for me and my family, and uh, lo and behold, uh, came here, and 
first service I came in, Rebecca and everybody else wanted to, Carlos, everybody wanted to talk. Hey, so I get you in. No, I'm good. I'm leaving. Bye. <laughs> and God's like, no, 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 no. You get your tuchus back in here, and you're going to go <laughs> and, 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 and get in here. That's Hebrew for, 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 for glutes. Uh, <laughs> and I, I, I felt in tune to go to the men's group. The attitude that I had was, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to check it out, see what happens take baby steps and go from there. And I could tell you, man, I, I would have been a complete fool if, if I didn't go um, to the men's group and get involved. And God has gotten me out of my comfort zone. And God has put me in a position where I'm still growing, but I could tell you the people that are in that men's group have encouraged me, have lifted me up. I've seen people change, lives have changed through prayer, um, testimony, things like that. Um, and I, I'm, just, I'm just encouraged and I'm just blessed to be here. And, and I just, I'm, I'm psyched. That's all I can say. Praise God. All right. Awesome. <laughs> Alvaro, if you can answer the question from the context of uh, what you lead, financial peace, what group are you in? I just said it. And how has it helped you? How has it helped others? Good morning, everyone. Can you hear me? Hi, everyone. So I'm part of several groups, uh, part of uh, Fred and Lori, my in-laws, Wednesdays. Great group to, to join. Also, my brother, I, I mentioned you, or men's group as well, <laughs> open. And this season, I'll be leading Financial Peace University, small group. So how has it helped me? How has it helped others? You know, I, I was living a life of just, uh, you know, blowing money, going through money, and not really thinking about the future. And then through my in-laws and, and Heather, my, my wife, we're like, hey, we, you know, we got to get a, a path, get, get in track, have an objective, have a vision. So that's how it's helped me. It's helped us pay off over $30,000 in debt. Amen. Wow. Uh, it's also helped others pay off some debt. I'm not sure where we're at, but it's up there in, in, in numbers. And, and for, for us, it's just that generational uh, financial peace for our kids, or our, our children's God. children. And that's what it's all about, that, that knowing that when I'm gone and when Heather's gone, that our generation is going to be taken care of and it's going to start with us. Praise God. Amen. So, so uh, how would you, if you want to start again, Patty, uh, how would you answer, or what would you say to somebody that's on the fence, that's considering uh, joining a small group? What would you say to them if you were to talk to them right here now? I would say join one. Find one that's, that sounds like you would be interested in it and show up. Um, Pastor Mikey said last service, at least once. I'm going to say at least twice, right? Yeah. Right? You know, just, just not once is, is okay. But I know that God has something for you in community because we are made for community. And it is really hard when we don't have people to share our struggles with. And that is what this small group has done for me. It has been a safe space for all of us to share our struggles and to pray for each other and encourage each other. And we have a lot of fun, which, which sounds like, you know, like you can't have both in the same thing. But we do. And, and showing up, it wasn't just for myself, but it became showing up for each other. And so I would encourage you just to show up, and God will meet you there. Amen. I will say, if you guys don't show up to small group, I will find, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I will say that with, with all, beyond sincerity, that 
God has made a 160 in my life. Like, I just completely said, you know what? I'm done doing what I need to do. The Bible says that with man it is impossible, with God all things are possible. And I, I can assure you from, from my own personal life and, and all the men that I've entitled and hung out with, that I could tell you that it's been an uplifter for me. It's helped me to become a better father. It's helped me to be a better husband. And it's helped me to be a better man altogether. And I can tell you, I agree with what Patty said. Try out a group. You know what? The men's group may not be for you. The young adults may not be for you. Whatever the case may be, find something for you. Seek it. Learn it. Develop it. And you know what? If it doesn't work, there's, there's plenty of things. If you see that pamphlet, there's things that are going on every single day of the week. So I encourage you guys, just get involved and, and, and get connected. So why join a, a small group? Honestly, small groups are the backbone of a new church. That's where the families are, are, are bonded, the friendships. Because if you really think about it, you only meet here for tops an hour, say hi, small talk, and we won't see each other till next Sunday. But that's to echo what Patty and Benny are saying. That's exactly where your bonds and your friendships are formed is through small groups. That's where you get to know each other on an intimate level and really develop those those friendships. So if you're on the you know if you're on the edge and you're trying to think to do it, do it. And my famous saying is, "What do you have to lose? You have nothing to lose." So just do it. Take a leap of faith, and you'll see you won't regret it. Awesome. Let's give them a round of applause. Thank you. Amen. Amen, man. Many of us are waiting on a move of God. We're like, God, I wish you'd just help me. And he's waiting on you to move. And maybe if you would just jump into this group, that move of God would come through that small group. Maybe it would be because of a relationship that formed that helped you through the hardest time in your life. I was in a small group that we formed back in, in July. Just a group of people that... that kind of randomly selected and, and uh, I put it out there to, to a lot of people, everybody, put it on this, on this WhatsApp chat. And then, uh, you know, eight or 10 people, 10 or 12 people joined me and my wife. And they walked through with me through the hardest point in my life. My dad died in September. And who knew when we started the group in August that my dad was going to die? But God knew. And God knew that they were going to be there for me at the hardest point in to date, the hardest time in my life. And uh, I, I want to encourage you. Find those partners. Find those people. Get plugged into a group. There's the lists are on your, on your chairs, the little list. If you don't have one, grab one at the uh, Next Steps table on the way out today. Talk to one of the leaders about that. But jump in. They start this week, and many of them are, are eight weeks couple of them are a little longer, some of them are a little less, some of them are every week, some of them are every other week, some of them are Zoom, multiple opportunities, but jump in, be a part, bust a move, amen, praise God, well we're going to wrap up and we're going to, I'm going to pray and, and then I'm going to, um, you know, challenge you to uh, uh, make some decisions in your life, would you just pray with me here and now and then we'll sing and then I'll come back up, but let's, let's, uh, let's pray together, Heavenly Father, God, we just come before you here and now, and we just ask that you would just do a work in us and through us, God. And for the person listening, God, that is like, I wish God would move. And right now, God, maybe you're saying to them, it's time for you to move. It's time for you to get out of your comfort zone and stop playing it safe. It's time for you to do what I've created you to do, what I made you for, the people and community to be with, and, and the things that 
are way beyond anything you would ever ask or imagine or even know that God could do through you. God, I ask and I pray that these people would be bold, that they would take the risk, that they would learn from some people that can show them some things. God, that we would just do all these things that you're calling us to do to bust the move in our life. We love you, Lord. We thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Will you stand with me and let's sing this closing song.
to do something beyond ourselves and uh, just say, okay, God, here I am. I'm going to take the leap of faith. I'm going to take the risk. I'm, I'm going to switch partners this week. And I pray, I hope, it's my heart that God would be speaking to some people in the room that's never done it, that has, has always heard this message and said, nah, that's not for me. That's for them. I don't have time. It's a good reason. Or I already have my community. That's another reason. I don't know if it's a good reason, but that's, that's one. Whatever the reason is that you're defending that says, I'm not doing this, I'm asking you just to take this little slip that's on your chairs, pick one, find one and say, I'm going to try it. I'm going to, I'm going to be a part of one of these groups. Um, Pastor Mikey is our small groups leader and, and uh, his phone number is there on the, the Thursday group for young adults. If you need to contact him, if you have questions about any of these, you can call him for that. In fact, you can join us at the small group for the young adults, right, Pastor Mikey? 42-year-olds aren't a welcome to that? <laughs> That's my joke. That's my joke. Y'all didn't even get it. But anyway, he doesn't say I'm young. So um, I, what is the carding age? You're like 25? What's the carding age? 25? So, you know, if, if you're in that range, join Mikey. But there's all kinds of groups. There's all kinds of ways to get plugged in, to get involved in the life of the church. I want to I wanna wrap up with, with uh, just that invitation for somebody in the room to make a declaration, to make a decision. And I don't know who it is, I don't know uh, where you are personally, but if God is speaking to you, if the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, I don't want you to miss that opportunity to surrender to Jesus. There are people praying for you now, people that have been praying for you from the beginning of the service, before the service, there's intercessors that pray. And so if you feel it, if you're sensing it, and you're like, what? why is this like weird thing tugging on my heart? It's not a coincidence. It's the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. And you just have to be obedient. You just have to say yes to Jesus. You, you don't have to say yes, but by not saying yes, you're saying no. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? So you have to say something to Jesus. And if God's speaking to you today, today's, today's the day, now's the time to respond. Would you bow your heads and would you close your eyes with me? Because this is just between you and God, and I'll bear witness to it. But if today God's first of all speaking to you, maybe because you need to... Uh, you need to take some lessons. You need to uh, take a risk. You need to switch partners. You need to do some things in your life. If that's you today, God's calling you to, to step out and bust a move in your life. Would you just lift your hand and say, Pastor, pray for me. I'm making this decision today that I'm going to join a small group. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try something out. If that's you today, would you just lift your hand right where you're at and say, Pastor, pray for me. I'm, I'm taking a big risk. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give God praise for what he's doing in life. Keep your heads bowed and eyes closed. Maybe, maybe it's the first step is, is you making the declaration of the song we just sang. And the song we just sang was, is the Apostles' Creed. For centuries, we've been praying this and believing this. Christians everywhere have united under this prayer that says, this is what I believe and this is who I am. And today can be the day of declaration for you, not just to be a part of this, like, you know, uh, Christian, like, religion, but for it to be a personal relationship. For you personally to say, I believe in these things, and I believe that Jesus died and rose again, and he did it for me. That when he was on the cross, I was on his mind. And if today you want to make that declaration, Jesus, you're my Lord and you're my Savior. I'm not going to bring you to the front. I'm not going to call you out, but I just want to pray over you. If that's you today, would you just lift your hand right where you're at and say, Pastor, pray for me. I'm making this decision right here and right now. With your heads bowed and eyes closed, if that's you today, just lift your hand. 
Praise God. I see your hand over here. Let's give God praise for what he's doing in the hearts and lives of his hands. So we're going to pray a prayer together, and we're going to pray it out loud, and we're not going to pray it alone. So if you're a part of the body of believers, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, even if you prayed this prayer before, you're going to pray it with me and with my brother that just made a decision today. And just repeat this prayer. Repeat it with boldness. Repeat it like you mean it. Pray with me right here and now. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for me. I know that I've sinned. I know that I've made mistakes. Forgive me of my sin. Come into my life. Today, I declare you as my Lord and my Savior. And I thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Man, let's give God praise for what he's doing. I know it's after our normal time. Be seated for a minute. I want to say one other thing, and I know Mikey's going to come give announcements, but I kind of have my own little announcement that I want to share, and, and this is uh, just really, really quick, but I just wanted to share this with you. You know, Renew Church is three years old coming up. We're celebrating our birthday. I hope that you come. I hope that you invite friends for that on January 30th, but something else that's happening is, is Renew Church was a church plant. Some of y'all, how many of y'all were here way back, way back in the day? Hector, you guys were here back in the day. Linda, you guys were here back in the day. Paula was here. Mikey, there's a few of y'all that were here. Sanchez is back in the day. Danny, praise be to God. Some of y'all, you've been here for months or years or whatever, but, but Renew Church is kind of maturing and growing. It was a plant. And when you start a plant, you start a plant where it's, you know, a, a church is, is not just like a, a small business. It's not like a, there's an owner of the church. It's ran by, led by guarded by, guided by, directed by its people, right? It's, its members. And up until now, we have been guided and guarded by a group of overseers, my overseer and some other people that are not really officially a part of Renew. They don't live in Miami, but they oversee and they care for, for me and for my family and for our church, even though they don't attend here regularly. But we've always known that there was going to be a day and there was going to be a time when Renew Church was going to become its own body. And that meant that we were going to have members and they were going to be people that would begin to guide and guard and help me to oversee and direct the path of the church. And so that day is coming up on January the 30th. That's going to be the day. Amen. Yeah. I love the enthusiasm. That day is the day when we will have uh, officially taken members of the church that would want to become members of the church. That day is the day that we will nominate and elect board members that will lead the church locally, and uh, this will be the way in which the church is, is, um, is, is led in the years ahead until God calls Renew to, to no longer be Renew. And uh, so if you want to be a part of this, and maybe you don't, and that's totally fine if you don't, maybe it's not for you or maybe it's not the right timing, but if you want, I want to make sure that I open the invitation because this is something we've never done before. Tonight at 6.30, we're doing a membership orientation. It's about a 90-minute kind of class where I'm going to show and teach uh, a little bit deeper about who we are, what we believe, our history, our covering, our accountability as a church. And I want you to be there if you want to be there. If you want to be a member of Renew, or if, even if you want to come and check it out just so you learn more, great opportunity to see that. It's kind of like Growth Track 2.0. It's kind of like a next level of it where we take a little bit more time, spend a little bit more time in that. But if you want to be a member of this church, this body, we're going to do that this evening. We're going to have the membership class. And then on the 30th, 
we're going to recognize all of those that have taken that step to become a member of Renew Church. Isn't that exciting? Come on, man. Let's give God praise for that. So, what time is it at? 6.30. All right. Mikey, come on. How you guys doing? All right. Somebody had their cafecito this morning. Good morning, guys. My name is Pastor Mikey, and man, I just, I'm going I'm to address it. It is what it is. Trevor's always asking me to join the young adults group, and he has the nerve to come and dress like Mr. Rogers this morning. Like if that's going to help his case in any way, shape, or form. Love you, brother. <laughs> Man, I got some announcements for you guys this morning. January the 30th, we're having baptism. So if you're new to following Jesus or you've never been baptized, man, this is that next step for you. What baptism is, it's just, it's a, it's, a, it's a ceremony, it's a symbolic representation of what's going on inside your heart, right? So when you go into that water, you're dying to your old self, and when you get out of that water, you're rising a new life in Christ. It's the decision that you made to follow Jesus, and that's just the next step. So if that's you, if you've recently decided to follow Jesus or you've just never been baptized, man, I encourage you, come and get baptized. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be on the date of our birthday. And if you want to check out more information on baptism, just go to the website, renew.miami forward slash baptism. There's a um, registration link there. So if you want to register to be a part of our baptisms on the 30th, you can do that there. There's also some information about baptisms if you want to dig into it a little bit more. Or just come find a pastor. And we'll be able to, to talk with you and answer any questions that you have about baptism. And then birthday, January the 30th, is also happening. It's going to be an amazing time. We got hay rides, food, a bunch of crazy stuff. So not only are we going to have fun, but it's an opportunity to bring other people into that fun. So if you have friends and family who just wouldn't go to church otherwise, let them know, hey, do you like to party? Well, we're having a party at church. So come to church and party with us. It's going to be an awesome time. You got the invites there. Share it on your social medias, man. Let people know that Renew Church is turning three years old and it's going to be an amazing time. Lastly, if you'd like to give to Renew Church, I just want to let you guys know that there's a few ways that you can do that. The first way is in person via the envelopes in the seat pocket in front of you, and you can drop them off in one of the buckets on your way out. The second way to do that is to do it online by visiting renew.miami forward slash giving. And the third and final way to do that is to do it via text by texting give to 786-565-1165. Would you pray with me? Lord, we thank you for this day. God, I pray that you would bless this offering this morning. God, as we worship you in this way, God, as we give to you. Um, Lord, you know the miracles that are needed. Father, you know the things that are needed to happen in the lives of these people, God. I pray that you would show up. God, I pray that you would reveal yourself to them, God, in tangible, powerful ways, God. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, guys. See you next Sunday. I believe.